This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. What's up, everybody? Hey, what's up? It's the Party Podcast. Hey. No, it's not. It's not. But I am in the studio. We're all here for the first time in a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was Chris, so that's how you know we're together. Uh, we also have Zach Clapman on this evening. What's call me on? the Wheeze. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> someday we'll have Polly Shore on. We can call him the Wheeze. Oh, um, the uh, this is episode 141. It's uh, first time back in the studio for a while. Uh, thank you. Thank you, a few of you who stepped up and said that you like the SEMA episodes. We really appreciate you saying that. Um, and then nobody said they – a few people said they got tired of them, but we appreciate the voices that said they enjoyed them. Yeah. Um, so we basically fall back to them when, like, we can't – Right. It's, it's either that or we don't or have nothing. something. Right. So, yeah. And then on Twitter or Facebook, let me know if you liked the two solo episodes I did in between uh, that – they're not Scotland in nature, uh, but I thought they were decent enough to tide you guys over for a bit. What song did you sing? <laughs> no singing, <laughs> and I just had like a beer or two. I wasn't like shit-faced drunk, breaking things in a castle in Scotland, uh, which is still to this day I think people's favorite episode. And we've got one. We've got one from SEMA that's uh, – we've got like a couple of episodes from SEMA left. And the one that I did with, with Musto and uh, oh, Larry Casella is about the funniest show I've ever been on. Perfect. It was – Oh my god! When and I've gonna, done a lot of. When are you gonna put that out? Probably be something. It'll be in March for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just a question of when Jeff and I can actually right. sit down together. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, there you go. Now uh, we'll we'll well. I'll tell you, I'm drinking, uh, having a beer first. Uh, Lagunitas IPA, just basic. It's what was in the smoking it was tire fridge. So, uh, but it's 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 a good one to have sitting around. Um, so we will dive now into what's in the news, like we occasionally do. Uh, first up, I have uh, Hennessy, friend of Smoking Tire in the universe, uh, has created a Hellcat with 1,032 horsepower. It has 987 See this? This is where all the surprises torques. on my face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He slapped a twin turbo kit on it. Obviously, it's not just turbos. He does, you know, intercoolers, injectors, all that mm-hmm. shit. Uh, I think it's only running like 15 pounds of boost. Did they? Did he actually build it? Or is this like in – mind you, I like the stuff John does. They make cars that aren't necessarily built. They're just – Theoretically, could be. Based. No, I think this one is. Yeah. I think this one's done. Okay. Uh, because they've timed it, it, and apparently it will. It will do. I haven't seen video yet because John. They love doing video okay. at Hennessy. Yeah. Um, zero sixty two point seven, and the quarter at nine point nine at one hundred and forty two. <laughs> oh my god, that trust is insane. That car in a half mile, like because it's just roasting tires. Right. It's trying to have traction and stock. I mean, he must have found a way to get traction if he's hitting two seven to six. That's very so fast. He probably has like three forty five section tires yeah. on the back. Um. I'm sure the the lights flashing the whole time, traction, traction, traction. But yeah, because the car out of the box does like 203 or something like that. I don't know. Um, it's a 200 mile per hour car. I know that. But yes, I didn't get, did you say it was a Challenger or a Charger? I the picture was a Challenger. Okay, but I mean, obviously, he could do it with a Charger, uh, and it'd be a little bit cooler. I wonder what <laughs> if they do internal workers stuff because I know that when that car came out. You know, we we heard through many official grapevines like it'll make 700 horsepower in July in Arizona or in you know Siberia, 
in December. Like it's so it's probably underrated. Yeah, so I've heard. Well, no, you're absolutely right. Sorry. Uh, I and I I also heard that when it came out, they like brought it back down to seven oh seven. So I'm wondering if like. It, did you have to change well, pistons, all, crank, all that stuff? Or was it fine and you just put turbos on it and it's it. like 4 GT? They all leave. I mean, you know how it is. I mean, we've talked like Steve Dynan at length. It's, they always leave 30 to 40% on the table yeah. for warranty. But I mean, 230. Oh, what car? No, sorry, 330 horsepower jump. It's almost a 50% increase over stock quoted crank. If it's, a, if it's a full forged rotating assembly, I'd be surprised if they really needed. I mean, if I they went beyond right. that, they'd probably have to do something, but... No, it's probably like a Ford GT. I'm going to pull it up you right just, now. I just can tell you what it is. Put on, put more air through it, and it's like, yeah, if I'm fine with that. What else do you want to do today? Now, I bet they I bet they didn't have to go that crazy with it. Um, let's see. It's a little more complicated. Well, than you're going to get a lot booster. more. You're going to gain a lot of power just by dropping the blower and changing over to turbos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. the blower... I mean, it's, it's not a roots blower. It's, you know, it's a twin screw, so it's more efficient, but that still takes... You know, probably 100 horsepower, 200 horsepower to run the blower alone. So here's what it said on Autoblog's article. They go, the turbo kit has stainless steel headers and downpipes, billet aluminum compressor wheels, and a high-flow air system. There's also an improved fuel pump, which I'm sure you need, and the engine and chassis are specially calibrated. I don't know what the hell they're doing to the chassis. Um, yeah, <laughs> Maybe stiffer springs, but I'm sure they don't do much. It's a very specific uh, comment by right. them. Wait. Yeah, that's a weird thing to say. Like, oh, yeah, we um, – we uh, just changed the damping by 0.1%. We, uh, we calibrated the shit out of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, we changed A bushing. Right. Now, I think that's awesome. I love that Hennessy takes cars and makes them you know, crazy powerful. They're Texas cars. They're, they're Texas cars. They're, yeah. With the turbos. I like the supercharger, the wine, and you know, mm-hmm. I kind of like that. So um, I agree. It's cool, though. It's but definitely it's, cool. If you want, but today, so many people just want a lot of power no matter how yeah. they get it. It's more about the number and the speed so they can get it through that. And I bet – It'll work fine. It, yeah. Certain people are in it for the dick measuring contest mm. factor. Mm. Yeah. Or some people want no to race question. it. Some people want a half mile standing mile car. Like, yeah. But, I mean, there's a lot of dick measuring and there's Big a lot. Of, but the good thing, yeah. honest to God, the good thing about Hennessy's cars when we film them is they work. Like This one has a, a warranty. I mean, it's, yeah. it's one year, 12,000 miles. But still, most I mean, you don't get that everywhere. We've been there in some muggy conditions in the summer when Thad had the phlegm to, to prove it. And it was like 700 horsepower uh, Mustang doing fine all day long. All day long. Well, now, they I use think. they use stuff. That, they use parts like the OEMs do. They use Eaton blowers and they use you know turbos from big manufacturers and right. stuff like that. They're not. I like a lot of stuff they do, but they're not doing a lot of like custom fab work there. Yeah, they're yeah. taking well-known established pieces and putting them together. Sure, and they're they're putting them together right, and they're putting yeah. them together within those toler- tolerances. Like Dynan said, you know, you can go this much. You can't go. All the way, and there's tuners that might go too far, and then the ship blows up, like, like right. an Alpha or somebody like that. Yeah, like use use good parts yeah. within reason for what the for the materials in the car you're working with, and it should keep working. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but either way, it's it's pretty cool to see. There's an un, this is an, a bullet point, but another high power car that was making news today. Um, a company that's in the same they're in Wisconsin, like the Ring Brothers, but it's not Ring Brothers. It's Speed Core Performance. They took a 1970 Dodge Charger and resto modded it, um, where the body the body's kind of cool. Where it's carbon fiber body panels and the paint fades from naked carbon to black, so it's kind of neat. Um, but the the big point about it is under the hood is a a nine liter Mercury Marine racing motor with two turbos that makes 1600 horsepower on race gas. <laughs> okay, yeah, cool. That does have 345 rear tires. Cool. That's, that's real, still that's not really enough, cool. right? That's still I not hope enough it works. Tire. Like all the it was time, on Jay know. Leno's garage. It wasn't just on the SEMA floor. Okay, now cool. this sounds like a car. It should be like this is incredible. I just 
it's really weird. Like I love the idea of the naked carbon to uh, that's black. Very, that's paint a job. really cool aesthetic idea. Um, I like the some of the touches they do. I just maybe it's that I just don't love the 1970 Dodge Charger shape specifically. I don't know what it is. There's something about the car when I look at it. it just it doesn't work for me. The idea. I even love the idea of when people take uh, marine motors and adapt them for cars because it's kind of different. Um, I don't know. There's there's something that this car isn't doing for me. It's the Dodge Charger Tantrum, it's called. Hmm. And, um, I mean, it, it should be cool. It's a manual gearbox with a pistol grip shift. And the pistol grip is in carbon fiber. I do not like pistol grip shifters. I really I, like no, them. I do not care. I, to, love they them. Don't, I don't like them. I'm with you. I love, yeah. love them, love them, love them. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know why I don't like the car. I can't explain it. It's, I mean, everything about it on paper should be. Maybe you know why? Because as cool as, it, as, cool as it is much. and as well as it may be put together, We've seen stuff like it before. Yeah. I think we're dead inside. We are dead inside. Well, I, I know that. I think we're just – and I will agree. The shape of the, the front end – the front end shape of the 70 Charger is weird. It's like the back so is the back. charger. The back looks like it's sagging. Well, it, it looks like they – maybe they changed the fender Because the rear bit. sail panels are original to the Charger. Like those are actual – those are the actual sail panels in steel. Yeah. But yeah, it's aimed down a little bit. But, but like the, that's the front. That's the, why like a '69 Charger is the shit, and a '68 is good too. Uh, but for some reason, the '70, I don't know. Yeah, it looks like it has a droopy ass, and then the front right. is really long. I think it's, it's just, the droopy ass that's killing it for me. Yeah, it doesn't help. Uh, yeah, and we, we've seen a lot of stuff over the years through SEMA and whatnot. I've so seen a lot of stuff. Yeah, I've seen some things. I've seen you know? some things. It was funny though. At the end of the video, uh, Jay hops out and. Um, He's like, yeah, you know, you got to do a burnout and blah, 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 blah. I don't know if I'm going to be the one to do it, which is actually wise of him because they're on like a street near his shop and the engine builder gets in and he lets him do it and they rip it. But if you look down the road, there's a, like there's a car coming way down the road. Which, Close course. Yeah, you can't just throw that up when you see the car. Like I, I do burnouts and shit in dumb places. Like, And occasionally if I have the room and the skill and the place is empty, maybe I'll try to throw it sideways. Um it has to be wide open. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when I do that, I make sure no one's around. And if someone was around in that shot, I'm not using that take. Um, and I try not to do it when somebody – I was actually really shocked that they included that at the end of the video. Because this dude is almost in the middle of the road. It just dives into a big – a pretty sweet – like not a brake stand, a real burnout. And then way down the road, you see oncoming traffic. Like, what the fuck are they doing right now? How could you use that shot? Um, but whatever. It's called, I'm Jay Leno and I have a billion dollars and don't give a fuck. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, they probably just never had a problem with it. And once you have a problem with it, then, you know, like if, if people yell at them, maybe yeah. they'll notice. Like I think that happened long ago on a video channel with people drifting on public streets. But, you know, it's just <laughs> – yeah, if people call you out on it, yeah. then you, yeah. I mean, you, you should. You know, I looked – I actually scanned the comments and nobody said one thing. And I'm like, I feel weird that I'm the only one seeing this. A lot of the audience wears glasses. Um, Now, moving on to other news. Uh, Our friends at Hoonigan revealed the Gymkhana 8 livery, and it had livery, livery, whatever. It has uh, reflective paint. Have you seen it? No, but yeah, that's it's cool. a cool. That's it's, just, that stuff is cool. I've seen, yeah. I've seen the paint before. Do you remember? Do you remember the uh, the chroma paint from like the late nineties, early two thousand? Like like on Mustangs and shit. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of like that, but not as tacky. You yeah, know what I mean, it's more modern. Yeah, it makes sense today. It's. It's the same idea, different colors. But much cooler. Yes. Um, so I, I, my next bullet point was it's actually pretty bitchin', and we're not just saying that because we're buddies with the guys from Hoonigan. 
Um, now, this car is teasing Gymkhana 8, obviously, which comes out on the 29th, which is smart of them to do it on a leap year day. Uh, I know where Gym 8 takes place, and I'm not allowed to tell you, but if you look at the car, it's not very hard to figure out where it takes place. Ooh. And some people in the comments were already guessing. Um, but the, the paint is really neat because like, you can throw camera flashes at it, and it will respond differently to that, and a bunch of shit shows up. Uh, it's really neat, the, however they did this. Uh, uh, our friend Brian Scotto was on Facebook saying it's their favorite, his favorite That's colors rad. they've ever done. Yeah. It's like a photographer and videographer's dream just because you can, you can shoot the car in the same angle twice and get a different looking car depending on the light you flash at. That's really rad. It's super cool. That's gonna be, they're going to have some really cool photo video tricks going that on. That could either be yes, exactly. the coolest thing, but it could also be the most infuriating thing in the world right. if you're a DP. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. No, nah, can't. The racing stripe flashed. We need to. We need the other. The other looks. Zach's looking at the. Images well, I mean, you, right you know, now. you'll find the person that gets excited by it. Oh yeah, so it picks up. You know, so you can shine a light on this green, and it'll show up green. Right. Or, it's like there's a yeah. Adidas makes a pair of sneakers like that, or Nike does, where they look black, and then if you shoot, if you take a picture with your phone, and the the flash goes off, they're like rainbow colored. Whoa. Yeah, weird. it's really neat. I, I, forget I think Matt's um, his old John Cooper works mini. Had like reflective decals. Yeah, he on had it. that crazy. Oh, so yeah. then this is like, the same idea here. Yeah, it was similar to this. Yeah, that's it's like it's like a kid's bedroom with all the the green stars on the. Yeah, roof. And you turn the light <laughs> yeah. out and then. Wah. Um. So it's cool. Now, uh, so that'll be out on the 29th. Um, another little bit of news here. Uh, if you don't use Waze, you're crazy. First of all, but oh, you, you got to use Waze is the best. Um, but here's another reason why you should. They've added Morgan Freeman as one of the voices to navigate it's you. the only like reason actual I Actual Morgan Freeman. No, Waze is the best. Waze has sent me on so many back roads instead yeah, of making because a U-turn. It's, because no, it's no, no. faster. Instead of making a U-turn, it wanted me to make three three rights and then like a left. It was because distance-wise and time-wise, it was probably no, faster. We were in West Virginia, man. Oh. We could have turned around oh, and see, telling you what. I, you know what? Waze sucks at rural areas yes urban areas it's unbeatable okay because i I don't know la well at all and it's taken me on some and sometimes through some sketchy neighborhoods but if you just have blind faith in it you're like holy shit just i'm home put your impoverished blinders on yes the only part where the only part where it you run into trouble is where it's like all right just go straight across this intersection and it's like you're on a side street and i want you to cut across like la cienega you're like this is going to be difficult at this time. Of yeah, year. see that. But but if you can scoot through, I I, sw- I swear by ways. You that's correct. But that's a huge street that's four lanes across in most places. And like, there's times of day where if yeah. you're not crossing that street. Yeah. So you're sit- either sitting there longer than you would, or you're gonna have to make a change. Anyway. Yeah, but you, you if you know LA, you can get around it. But I don't. I've so been very let, me, lucky. let me get this right. So Waze works great if you half know how you're going to get there in the first no, place. No, because I, I know a bunch of places where I don't know because I don't know you LA You have at to all. know enough and not know enough. Yes. I, don't, I, I suck at LA. I don't know so LA So basically you have to work on the premise of religion. You have to know some facts but completely disregard <laughs> others. Very good. Yes. But either way, Morgan Freeman can tell you how to you get there. You have to believe in Waze. Yes. Um, Morgan Freeman. Very good point. Mor- Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Morgan Freeman. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. Sit at the light. Enough of the news. Um <laughs> I spoke about this on the solo podcast last week, but uh, I'll bring it back up. Um, did lemons last weekend? Oh, or two weekends ago now. No, I saved your article to pocket and didn't read it on the plane, so you can tell me now. Yeah, you should pre-watch because uh, there's, there's a video with it. You got to read the video or watch the video. Fuck. Um, you saw the car, right? Pictures of the car. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah. So it didn't go as planned. Um, and, and people who listened last week already know this, but I'm recapping anyway for our friends here. Um, so 
I haven't done Lemon since like 2009, and I miss it. I mean, wheel-to-wheel racing is the shit. It's so much fun. It's it's hard to beat wheel-to-wheel racing. I think it's probably one of the most adrenaline. Let me restart. I think that has hit the highest mark for adrenaline for me yeah. in my entire life, oh, yeah. including riding motorcycles and doing other stuff. I got out of that car wired. Like if you pass someone – you're fucking. You're you're a god, and it can be one person in one corner. If you make that pass cleanly, get around someone. Oh. But what's great about lemons is that there's so much passing because there's so many fast cars well, and slow cars. <laughs> no, I mean like, but, but it depends on the car. Because we had a it, slow fucking car. If you're in a slow fucking car, but if you even if you're in like a medium car though, like we're in a Honda Civic, not even an SI. No, Civic. We're passing great. tons of He's stuff and getting passed by tons of stuff. Yep. So it's sensory overload, and it gives you it. It gives you a taste of what the people experience at the highest level of endurance racing a taste and what i mean by yes. that is you are you have to watch out for the fast cars and you have to get around the slow cars yeah which is what you know prototypes have to do it's and, so and, exciting and gt2 cars and, and all that shit um or gte and gtd um unless you're lamborghini and you just cheat but i forgot to put that into the news um that came out right a little bit ago um so it was awesome but the car we were in is one of the oldest cars there a 1962 ford ranchero with a 200 cubic inch straight six, which has been upgraded to a two, ba- two barrel carburetor. The gearbox. It was is- a single barrel? Yes. Holy shit. The gearbox is a three speed manual on the three tree. On the tree, baby. Yeah. Race car. Driving a race. So I'd never driven Sonoma, which is Northern California is just. Every time you go, you remember, like, wow, this part of the state just absolutely rules. Sonoma specifically is gorgeous, green rolling hills as far as the eye can see. And then someone built a. An absolute world-class raceway right in it. And you've done the drifting and stuff there, right? No, but I've done lemons there. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, so the track is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. So much elevation changes, great turns, plenty of places for speed if you have a fast car. Our car is, is one of the slower cars. Now, we were majorly hampered by that gearbox. Uh, they, they'd raced there at the end of 2015, and they had some starter issues. They had the little things here and there. But they upgraded the car. They had new headers and exhaust, so the engine was running stronger. When you're in second gear in that car, um, or, sorry, up here, when you're in second gear in that car, you're competitive with the middle pack cars. We're fighting for corners, passing people. As soon as I shift to third, it's like the scene when the ships in a science, sci-fi movie blast into lights, like hyperspace, and just mm-hmm. see, choo, choo, choo. It, it sucks. You can see on video, leading sometimes, you can see when we shift because then the whole pack goes past. Yeah, I bet your RPM drops like several thousand. It's just the super, I mean, the, that transmission is not built to go racing. What is, I've never driven three on the tree. What's the shift pattern like? Uh, so, so it's, it's it's like it's like a so take a take a three speed with the reverse H pattern that you would normally see on the ground yeah and then flip it up and sideways so it's reverse first second third so the upper left it's is really reverse, not if you're driving on the first. street it's nothing a three in the tree is nothing to cruise around the streets on a racetrack different story. Um, you could do it, and I was downshifting into second for corners, and because I mean, just fucking had to up the hill under the bridge. Mm-hmm. By the time I got to the top, near the top of the hill, I, the engine was perfectly suited for second, so it actually I didn't have to rev match the third. But the car's like, and it's Perfect. loud as fuck. Yeah. Um, so they told me they wanted me to go first because I hadn't raced the car or driven the track. They're like, you, so that you get the parade laps, you get out there, and if something goes wrong, you know, we'll, we'll be ready to fix it. So I go out, I run about two hours. Um, That's a good stint. It was. Car, I mean, the, the car was, since it's a little 
uh, straight six. It has good fuel economy. Um, Actually, that's a pretty good motor. It's just yeah. There's yeah. another one out there that's better, um, which I'll get to in a second. We um, the car was running great. We so fast forwarding. We'd only come in for driver and fuel changes. No penalties. Nothing. We're slow, but we're consistent, and we're turning laps, and we're competing in the slowest class, Class C. We're just out there. That's how you win lemons. You don't have to be the fastest. You just have to stay out there. Mm-hmm. Black flags, penalties, all that shit just put, you know, that kills it. Uh, car breaking down, that kills it. Just doing driver and fuel changes, you're going to place well. Uh, I go out. I, so I, I said I'd never driven the car or the track. Uh, when they ran there before with the car running a little bit rough, their best lap was at 236. I was already hitting 230s and 231s. Uh, the the second driver gets in who'd run the track in the car before. He dropped the times down to 227 was his fastest. Um, our third guy gets in who has the least amount of driving experience. Um, he can wrench, though. He gets in the car. His stint is going great. He's slower. He's much slower than us, but we don't give a shit because he's out there driving fine. The car's safe. Every, you know, he's, he's not getting penalties. He's slow, but he's not getting penalties. He's just out there. So again, lap count going up, going up, going up. It's getting later in the day. And at Sonoma, as you come off the main straight and you turn up the hill, the sun can shine right down that hill. Well, he's going up the hill in a BMW 5 Series driven by the GoPro team, like the actual people who work for GoPro. Uh, they fucking clip his front fender. It sends the car a little shimmy sideways. Now, we look at the video, and we Monday morning quarterback it, and we think it was po- probably savable. Like, he, he overcorrected a little bit with that big old-school steering wheel. Uh, oh, man. But, but you, I, it's easy for me to say that. I don't know what would have happened if I was in the car. Either way, what bop, spin. Now he's facing backwards up the hill. Coming off the main straight is a Corvette. Um, oh boy! And it look and the, the other thing with the Corvette, he's driving into the sun, but you're counting one one in like watching the video one one thousand, two one thousand, three one thousand. Then it looks like he's like, oh shit, I see that car there. He looks for a second like he wants to dive left, can't do it, locks the brakes, smash. Both cars toast. Both drivers Whoa. okay. Both cars toast. It sucked. What what was it like a C four gut or something? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it was a C4. Um, those guys were cool. They yeah. came over. We chatted with them. They let me shoot a couple, like a little bit of video of their car. Um, They're lucky one of those cars was modern-ish and could smush and absorb a lot of that. Our impact. car smushed a lot. Yeah. Our car absorbed a shit ton. Did it? Like way more than you I'm surprised. You should, I'll, no, no, I'll show old you some car of photos. pancake, but not in a good way. Have you ever, no, no, you no. Ever no seen this one the... did, though. It was really. I'll show you the pictures. You'll be like that. It almost like this one arm in the in the engine bay bent up. The firewall pinched. Like it did things that oh, were wow. shocking. The only thing that is is good about the side he got hit on. He got hit on the passenger side of the front. If you get hit on the driver's side, non collapsible steering column. So that's kind of. I'm surprised uh, they let that through tech. Well, Jay now is thinking for 67 and older cars. Uh, we might be switching to uh, collapsible steering columns required. After he saw the damage to our car, yeah, yeah, probably a good idea. I'm really surprised because I mean, they, they're serious about all the other safety. Like they're, the, the safety, there, well, this was the first year they required um, Hans type devices. So our guy had every driver out there has something. Really, I had a Hans last time. Maybe I just had it. Oh yeah, you didn't could, require. You could, it. That's right. You, you could, could use donut. a neck roll. Yeah, we which did is Hans. Nothing, but we but used the um, cage. Uh, the, the cage geometry has evolved and it's gotten stronger and more complex every single year. Well, one of the, the top security guy for Lemons built our cage, um, and it's expensive, but it was worth every penny. The key, so from the firewall back, the car, like, the glass didn't crack or wow. break. The doors both open and close fine. It, all the engine bay absorbed it nicely. It sent some down into the trans tunnel. Um, so the car's fucked. Mm-hmm. We get it back to the pits. We're like, we're not, we're not, Tim, 
co-owner of Hooniverse and the owner of the car said he was happy that he didn't have to make a choice. The car clearly decided for him, we're not fixing this. Let's get some food, track goes cold, and we'll start drinking beer. And then we'll come back tomorrow, get it on the trail, and get the fuck out of here. Right. Um, which we did. Ironically, or you know, oddly, there was a, a, a 63 Ranchero parked across, like literally across from our garage, just sitting there. We're like... We need your parts. Um, but obviously we couldn't take We those parts. your body in frame. But one of the guys who works for Lemons has a 63 Ranchero in his backyard in Stockton that he got for free, and we are buying from him. You swap all stuff So we, we can swap a bunch of it. We're even debating about cutting the roofs and swapping cages if the cage is deemed safe. But we're also thinking, like, maybe just build a new cage. It's probably going to be more effort than it's worth to try and That's swap the cage. That's what we're thinking. And we've got to send the belts in because they can look at the belts and give you new straps once it's been in a hit. Because they could stretch. Yep. Um, they yeah. do it for free, most of the, the belt companies. Oh, that's good. I think you just pay shipping. Nice. Like, this is what I've heard. Um, but either way, we're prepping a car f- to race again. Now we're jumping to most likely, um, I think, a 250. So the, like the bigger six instead of mm-hmm. the smaller six. And you can back that up with a T5. Yeah, because you can get the, you the straight six. You can get that all the way up to a 300 cubic inch. Model. Yeah. Yep. But the 300 is is uh, almost more of the truck motor. Yeah, it totally The 240s is. and the 300s. The 250 is the big like Falcon um, Ranchero. The truck six. motor makes a bunch of torque, though. It does. But it, it it revs for shit, though. That's the other problem. Oh, yeah. yeah. 4,500 RPM. Right. This the, like I was pinging like 56, 5,700 RPM like when it was time to ship, but I didn't want to go. I'm like, I don't want to go to third. I don't want to do it. I don't want to <laughs> do it. Um, uh, and I had some sweet gear, which I will mention here. I bought a helmet from Black Armor, which I didn't get a deal on the helmet, uh, but I did get a deal on um, – di- I have like four different – uh, visors. Shields. visors. Cool. Uh, so I had a like a the orangey yellow one for the race, which was which was good because I forgot my contact lenses, so I had to wear my glasses, so I couldn't wear sunglasses. So it was fucking perfect. Yeah. Um, and the helmet's the shit. The helmet is awesome. My uh, I don't work out as much as I should, so if I wear a regular helmet at the end of the day, my neck is fucking toast. Um, I think, uh, but with this helmet, it's. It's so light. It's, it's awesome. a lot of force. I mean, awesome. it, oh, for two hours of cornering, that's a lot of force yeah. sideways. Yeah. Um, and then Alpine Stars gave me a suit, and then I and then I bought gloves and shoes from them. The suit is so like so. The first Lemons races I did, I had the the very cheap Lemons Store Pyrotech racing suit, like yeah. the cheapest like, one you can get. Um, this is oh my god! This other suit, it's the two layer, so you don't even need to wear the shit underneath. You can just go in your underwear if you want. Um, it's uh, the suit is so fucking nice, and it's not that expensive as far as race suits go. I think it retails for like five ninety nine or six hundred bucks. It's not that bad because I had I had a G Force suit, which is a really like a cheap company. Basic, yeah, yeah. That I think Musto gave me because he grew out of it. And what <laughs> in fifth grade? Jesus I know, Christ! No kidding. I was like, "You fit in this, but you're f- six I can barely get my arms in it." <laughs> yeah, exactly. His arms the size of my body, uh, and those were, I think, three hundred bucks. So you're you're double that, but it's but way then if you, better. If you look at like a Sparco, it's like twelve hundred, right? And exactly. Al- yeah. and all the other pro race car drivers wear Alpine stars, so it's a good shit, mm-hmm. and it looks fucking badass. Uh, That's so important. It is important. You gotta like you look. You know how like if you wear a wetsuit. If you go surfing, like you, it's, it t- like tucks everything into the right spot. Like oh, I look cool. I'm a surfer. I, I wear a wetsuit. Race car, the uh, uh, racing suit, same exact thing. It, I mean, it doesn't tuck things in as nicely, but you're walking around a pit. Like yeah, I'm gonna race. I'm, yeah, I'm a race car driver. What's up? <laughs> no, no, I, I have a race car. No, no, you don't want to see the car. Well, they all have, like the shoulder Just pads, the so it looks like everybody has V taper. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're like the the weave and the cut. The the thread goes that way. My body doesn't go that way. Exactly. But it was it was awesome. 
So that was my lemons recap for you, gents. Yeah, go watch the video. Go look at the pictures. You'll see him be amazed by the, the crumple zone technology of a 62 wrench. Yeah, all I knew was that it wrecked. I saw a picture for like two seconds. Yeah. So. Well, we were live streaming. Um, there's a company called Racecast.me, which live streams the races, and you can they'll live stream a bunch of races. They live stream all the lemons cars for free. Basically, I, th- I think they do it for free as like a showcase of their technology and, and as a service to lemons. So they walk over to your car, put a GoPro in it, and then like a little portable wife or uh, internet connected device. Um, and you, I pulled up my phone. And it was it was fast as shit. I mean, it's cut to like 480p or something because mm-hmm. they gave me footage later to edit into my video. And I was like, oh, I got to blow this up. It's going to be pixelated. But um, the feed is super clean. Yeah. To give you an idea how small the file was, uh, I had eight hours of racing in one file and it was like 2.8 gigs. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they were awesome. We actually shared the garage space with them. Um, so racecast.me, you should check that out if you, for streaming races. It's a, it's a really cool little solution they got. Um, but enough about lemons because we already talked about that. Very cool. Went into it again in depth. I want to talk to you, Mr. Clapman, about what's been going on while you're searching for cars. Trying to buy a car. Oh, man, have I gone down different pathways and backtracked and oh, then yeah. gone down the same road. And I get a message from again. you like every two or three days. Be like, yeah, I'm going to go look at this. And I'm like – and I, I never hear the, the fun message the next day of, yes, my bought something. I have, I have filled Musto's inbox <clears throat> so many times. Um, and that's not a euphemism. <laughs> it's, you know, I, I basically I'm in a weird price bracket because I want, I want to spend like, you know, five, like this all started from drift school where I was like, oh. I need a fun car because I haven't had a fun car since. So you're I'm not getting auto. rid of the Crown Vic? Or you no, want? I will. Okay. Um, originally, I was like, oh, I could get a 240. And then I got talked out of that because the stock K motor is only 150 horsepower. And my friend TJ, who's a semi-pro drifter and stunt driver, and he's an instructor at uh, Tim O'Neill and all that stuff, he's like, you're going to probably outgrow the K real quick. You know, I'm like, first and second gear, you can slide. Beyond that, you're clutch kicking like crazy. You need 80 PSI. Like, it's just, it's really weak. But you can't get an SR swapped. You can't legally drive an SR swapped 240 in California. You know, most other states... You still can't because they didn't sell that engine in this country. Right. But no one's really going to care. Right. Oh, it's a Nissan engine. It's, it's a Nissan engine. No, Which leaves no you with your only anyway. option is to buy the uh, the government okay LS3 swap. Yeah. That, you, need, only... you need to jump to an E-Rod swap, yeah. um, which that? is not. It starts not, at 10, right? It starts at 8. Oh. But it's not an easy swap. I read a guy's full thread. He was the an editor at Modified Magazine, and he did this swap for the magazine. And just the parts, he did all the work himself. He did very good work. Was about nineteen, and yeah. you because you need uh, to pass carb slash bar in California. You need the stock manifolds as close to the block as they came. So, and on the two forty, the stock headers that come with an E rod won't fit. So you have to like run a different set of headers. And he had to like chop the cats up. And he put he put both sets of cats on. As close to the, the block as possible, but still he couldn't use the stock manifolds and he had to paint them and just hope he got a ref who knew that that was fair. And then you have to put like the evaporator canister in. Like you need all the stuff mm-hmm. and it's, it's doable. He, the only reason he failed is he got – he used an aftermarket fuel pressure regulator because he had one. If he had put on a stock GM part uh, with filter slash regulator, he would have been Which, fine. Which by the way has zero bearing on emissions. It does, but it's – that's what they do, you know, and, and that's so it's crazy. So it's it's really intense in California if you want to try and drive a car. So that led me to E36 M3s, and I got real close to getting one. And then the advice from a, uh, someone who owned a lot of them was like, even if you get a good one, and even if you spend like twelve grand on a 
medium mile, well-maintained car, stuff will break. Like the glue is going to break. Um, the You're dealing break, with 20 year old car. Break. Yeah. And apparently E36s was when they switched from using super industrial glue in the E30 to a more bio-friendly glue. So that's why a lot of body panels fall off is they just – they change the manufacturing process and that's things got more complicated. That's interesting insight yeah, from that person. exactly. That was something I never thought of. And he was like, even if mechanically it's you know butter – like right, You don't want an E36. The glue sucks. You're going to have a door panel fall <laughs> off. You're going to have this. And then yeah. you have to maintain that stuff and drive it hard and then you know sell it. So blah, 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 240. And then Musto's throwing out Mustangs because holy shit, you can get – so many Mustangs. So many Mustangs. So many with Mustangs. so many parts for so little money. Yeah. Like, I found an SN95 with full Griggs race suspension, which is like an $8,000 kit, which is basically Cortex Racing, Griggs. They, they all have a very similar geometry uh, for five grand. Jeez. And I sent it to my buddy who works at Cortex. He's like, you're basically buying suspension and getting a car for free. Like, that <laughs> is a serious track setup suspension. Like, you know, you're getting front lower control arms, rear control arms. You're getting subframes. You're getting wow. K member. You're getting shock springs, sway bars, like all this stuff in these in an SN95 that nobody wants. You're like, getting a lot all of, of the good parts bolted to a crappy chassis. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of these. And then I'm starting to find funny for Matt Farah. I found a couple of really sweet Fox bodies with almost all the same stuff as his, without without the tires and wheels mm-hmm. and flares, but like Maximum Motorsports. A, B, C, D through through H for like $8,000. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you should buy it just to fuck with them. I, I wanted to. This guy sold it in two days. It was a clean blue LX um, with a wing delete, all Maximum Motorsports stuff, clean interior. The only, it, was, it was a Cobra rack short of being a really good driver's so you, car. You could be, you'd be like, 7, this is the 8000 versus forty to $50,000 challenge? Yeah. I mean, he would win because he'd have the grip and you know better seats and stuff, but this thing was no, 7500 no, no, no. bucks. You win based upon not having spent that much time, money, and energy. Yep. Yeah, I, I would have I bought that car. So all that has led me to two things, which is... What happened with the, Gr- the Griggs car? Or um, it's a, it was up in the Bay Area, and it sold. Mm. And I really hate deeply the way an SN95 Mustang looks. That was the thing. It was like, <laughs> In the I'll get a great... The interiors awful. are terrible. Like, I'll get a great performance car, but I won't like anything about it other than when I'm driving it hard. Mm-hmm. Like, I won't want to get out of it and look at it. I won't want to look at it and get into it. I won't be happy. Dri- like, all that stuff that matters. So I, I couldn't do it. So that led me to two things. Um, Edelbrock just came out with a supercharger kit for the FRS that Ooh. comes with a warranty puts down 242 horsepower at the wheels on pump gas with warranty. And it is the coolest slash weirdest looking supercharger setup you'll ever see. Looks like an alien. Looks looks like you put an SLR, a Mercedes SLR hood underneath your FRS hood. That's weird. It's like it's, it's Imagine I'll, I'll if you attach you. silly silly straws to a supercharger. It's kind of what it looks like. Um interesting. <clears throat> Who makes it again? I'm sorry. Edelbrock. Okay. Um, so it, it's so that car. That I mean that car would be perfect. That car would be perfect. And mm-hmm. Matt reviewed a supercharged FRS. And he's like, "This is phenomenal. Like Robert. this is what the car should be." No, no, someone on a one take brought I one. I believe up. he wrote it didn't, and that one was probably centrifugal. That too. was a centrifugal so one. So this will actually tech. be more direct. A little more low end torque. A little more mid range. And you can punch. get the full warranty on this too. Um, it come, yeah, and it comes with a warranty, which is a little weird. It's like as long as you don't track it, change the tires, you have to main, you know keep the same maintenance schedule. I mean, I think they. My opinion is that they know a lot of people are going to do those things. Right. So 
it's a way to not have to warranty 100,000 cars. You can warranty 10 because those void the warranty. And to be fair, you are then putting more stress on various parts. You know, if you put stickier tires on the car, you are putting more load on the drivetrain and things depending on what you're doing. Like, I get what they're doing. Um, This is the the supercharger. Sits on top, looks really clean. Oh, yeah. Like, it's – but it's only two months old. That's crazy. And FRSs are still about $16,000, which is a little more than I want to spend. So I've landed on the IS300 manual. Wow, I like it. That's different. Which is funny because that's where we started six months ago. I was there a year ago. Really? I didn't have the money. Yeah. I wanted one really bad. I've liked them for a long time, but I just couldn't afford it. Yeah. And you know who had one and had one with a lot of work done on it? Hmm. Garnet. Garnet Lee that used to do. Oh, that's right. It's yeah. talked to him about really? that. Yeah. Is it a like? Is it a one Jay Z? It's a one Jay Z. It's uh, yeah. It's a one Jay Z. I'm going to get yelled at for this, aren't I? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's two Jay Z with VVTI, but no turbo. So. You don't really want to boost them, and I don't want to do that because a, a turbo car, a turbo kit for these cars is like ten thousand bucks. Whoa! You can put a two JZ in it, which you could buy in Japan, but it's going to cost you a lot of money. And Matt drove one of those, and he said it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like if I was going to keep it, cool, fine. But I don't, I don't. I'm gonna. This is going to be my lily pad to hop to the FRS in a little bit of time. They, mm-hmm. You know, they have two hundred and ten horsepower, two hundred fifteen torque. You can do cams and exhaust and stuff and get up to like 250, 250, which is not bad. But mm-hmm. but for me, it's good looking. Reliability is insane. Their resale value holds. Uh, it's 3,150 pounds. You know, it's oh, that's like nice. it's it's pretty light. It's IRS. Well, and the big thing it's got going over the FRS is it's a much nicer car in the interior. It's a nicer car on the inside. And you pull up like if you have a date, the girl will be like, "Oh wow, you drive a Lexus?" Because let's be honest, it's, a it's California. Car. Yeah. So people are going to judge you by your fucking car. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I like I, that idea. I, I feel like because, I mean, maybe you have ideas, but I was in this price range of basically like five ceiling of 12. And for a car that's front, front engine rear wheel drive with, you know, good dynamics and reliability, like it's kind of a weird spot. Mm-hmm. S2000s are still a little expensive. And from what I've been reading, great track car, not a great car to slide. See? You approach buying a vehicle differently than I do. I go in with a price, and then each successive week I don't find the car, that price goes up by about $2,000. Again, I started at three with a 240. (laughs) Okay. I I went up (laughs) (laughs) $9,000. Because I just kept going, no, that won't work. Yeah, but no, the, the difference is, is now you've settled on that you're going to get rid of the Crown Vic. Yes, I am. Before you were thinking about keeping it. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was going to have both, which would have been a hell, hell to manage anyway. But In your neighborhood, it was sucked. So it's just, it's a weird, it's a weird price point, you know. And you don't want anything old. No, I love old cars, but they they have problems. And handling-wise, not great. It would take a lot of suspension work for it to do what you Exactly, and then you're back, you know, then you're spending the money anyway. And the engine depending on what you have, might not be as reliable. Okay, you know. so you go with the IS. What needs to be done to make it properly, like, fun that's not going to be super expensive? Uh, I mean, you could use sway bars, and you're already having less body roll and doing pretty okay, well. Okay, so I mean, sway bars. Uh, I'm guessing bushings are probably re- relatively inexpensive. Yeah. Not Is, a lot of people what about, do that. What about, like... um replacement parts for clutch and stuff is it basically like toyota level cost or is it lexus level cost no it's toyota cost and okay. i mean if you need a new clutch you can go to you know AEM or whatever and get, like most people that are driving them hard go to like a stage Already two clutch it, yeah. yeah um the, mo- the most common thing that people fix is the rear uh rear control arms have a tendency to i want to i think add too much camber upon compression 
So it changes the geometry and causes inside oh, tire wear. So probably due to shitty bushings, right? Uh, no, no. It's it's just it's something to do with the arms design and like, oh, the reach poorly. of it and stuff. And and oh. so a lot of people replace that immediately. I probably do uh, sway bars. I mean, coilovers. Then we're starting starting to talk about adding a little bit too much money to it because I don't know how much I want to spend. Uh, you you know what? You probably. I mean, coilovers are nice if you could get some crazy deal on them and. You know, you might be able to call in a favor with everybody that that we know. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like you can usually do Bilstein's and stuff like that for not a yeah. lot of money. Yeah, definitely. Like I did Bilstein's, I think, on my vet before I went and got crazier with it for four hundred, four hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, I mean, see, the th- and the thing with these is you can get them as low as seven grand with a manual if you don't mind the miles. Yeah. And they they are very reliable. I don't want to get a hundred eighty thousand mile car. Right. But hundred ten. For eight grand, and then if you want more power, you can spend money. But if you don't, like, I'll do some basic suspension stuff and just have fun with it and drive it hard and enjoy it for, like, six months to a year. And then if the FRS Edelbrock thing is going well, that's my plan. That's a good plan. I like that plan. Yeah, I I've support been, that plan. Edelbrock wants to do a show. It's just been a matter of scheduling. Right. I've been talking to them since December. Um, but they've got they've got some – they've got that, and they got the LS3 manifold that they want to come talk about. So – uh, we'll make. I'll make sure that you're around. Um, yeah, I will pick their brain. Yeah, you know, I mean, because yeah. people say like the FRS is the next 240, and it's. I like the way they look. I like, you know, the, I like the seats and the steering wheel. I don't say I like the interior, but they drive great. They just didn't have enough power. I don't. I don't hate the interior. It's an interior. It's an right. interior. I mean, and, and and if I was in the market for it, I'd get the BRZ just because it's a tiny bit nicer. It is. There's they act. They're holding. They're just much more expensive still. Mm. I mean, you can get a used FRS for like fourteen on the low end, uh, but a BRZ like 16, finding one, 17. it's like nineteen. Wow! I don't think they sold as many of them. So, and people are asking for more. I think people probably get the BRZs and hang on to them yeah. more than the the Toyotas just get flipped because every any Toyota vehicle by the time it's five years old has probably had three owners. Um, yeah, I didn't Carfax many of them. I think people probably just a lot of people got bored of them. You know, they don't have a lot of power. And they've been out for a couple of years, so people want the next thing. A lot of the the age range that they were t- pitching that at too. A lot of people buy them and then realize they can't afford them too. Yeah, there's <laughs> probably a lot of that. I was trying to. I was looking actually at buying one uh, at an auction through uh, a friend of ours. So that's something I'm keeping an eye on as well. Yeah, that'd be good if you could make that happen. But yeah, so this will be fun to watch to see what you what you wind up getting and and and, and then seeing how it lives up to your hopeful expectations mm-hmm. um, and then take it back to drift 101 and yeah. beat the shit out of it. I'm totally going to like, that's <laughs> what it's for. And Oh, and I learned a good lesson. Musto is the detective all seeing eye of Sauron of <laughs> Craigslist because you can send him a link to a car and he'll like look at the pictures and notice a wire that's out of place deep in the, in like the under the hood shot. He's like, why is that wire red? And the others are black. You know, like why is or why is it not wrap or uh, zip tied to that, and the others are, and so that means someone probably did X Y Z. You know, he can really like retrace these steps. So there's this car I found. It was gray, had mods on it already, had low miles, came with a stock set of wheels, came with a good set of wheels. Like it was kind of like the car, the i three hundred I would build, yeah, selling you know for sale. And he noticed that the, all the pictures of the wheels stopped like about one inch above the fender. It was like the top of the frame. And the car was – the picture was taking the rain, which is suspicious, of course. But he noticed, even with the weird reflection going on with the droplets, that the fender didn't look quite right. Huh. And I could, I could barely even see it because Craigslist photo, you know, resins crap. 
And I emailed the guy. I was like, hey, you know, what is there something up with these? And he's like, oh, yeah, I actually, like, well, I ran too big a tire for a while, and I uh, punched out the fenders oh. by accident. And I had Carfax this car. Like, I had taken money out. I was basically like, Carfax if the car drives well. Worthless. Well, it tells me a couple of things. I was going to PPI it. Like, I was going to pay a Lexus place to do a PPI. Like, I was into it. And then guy told me that. And I was like, I'm not going to go look at this car. It's got right. bent sheet metal. Right. So... I mean, I was pretty blown away with what Musto was able to pick up awesome. by looking at ads because um, he does it a lot, and he's all he's been very successful with flipping cars in, in the last ten years. Yeah, but shit, like you can do some detective work. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Um, so, well, we're gonna have to stay on top of this, and, and you're gonna have to come back on and uh, tell us as the adventure as the adventure moves along. We're gonna want to hear more and more. Um, now, beyond that, Chris, since we haven't been here in a while, what what's going on with your fleet? Uh, absolutely nothing wrong with cars. I haven't even really been able to drive them. Um, I've got two new companies that I'm involved with right now, and it's just my life is 20 hours a day at my desk right now. <clears throat> Sounds so. awesome. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Uh, so what the hope is is once I get things done here mid-March, we'll be able to actually come back and work on the Corvette and get some stuff done on that. Nice. So, yeah, nothing of any real interest to our listeners in the automotive world in my life right now. Gotcha. How's your truck, buddy? Um, truck's been good. I've been driving it a little bit, enjoying it. Um, if I don't drive it for a little bit and, you know, it's out there and it's cold, uh, it, it takes a bit to start it. Yep. Um, and I'm not saying, like, cold, like, 30 degrees out. I mean, like, the, the engine isn't warm, and I haven't driven it in a day or two. So I'm going to uh, – I actually already ordered it. I ordered the Petronics ignition kit, so switching to an electric ignition, um, which I can't wait. It's, I mean, it should technically – boom. Right. That's going to be awesome. And it gives you – um, you know, it makes better use of your spark. It gives you a, like a tiny bit more horsepower, better fuel economy, like shit like that. It just updates it without to- radically changing it because it still hides under a distributor cap and mm-hmm. you know, it looks appropriate for the truck. So um, the, the, the thing I've been really dreaming of lately, though, um, I've just been seeing videos come out uh, and driving some other cars. Um, I just really want to add some performance to this fucking thing. Um, today, I watched a video by... Uh, the guy in it is Aaron Kaufman from Fast and Loud. Oh, that Falcon video? Yes. Yeah, that's cool. So uh, I you, thought the video was okay. Won't do that. No, no, no. I thought the video okay. was okay. Yeah, it was. It was um, the car is fucking rad. The car looks rad. So rad. But obviously I can't do that. But what I could do is I could get that pedal box and I could juice my engine up and I can get that shifter, you know, like things like that. Mm-hmm. But I, basically what I want is an engine that revs faster, uh, makes – more noise and has more power. Like, okay. I don't want to go crazy, but I want to turn it into more of like a like a street muscle truck. Because you got so basically, you just described any engine. Yeah, no, I just need to do some juice. I just I I, I have a truck engine in there, and I probably either need to take that engine and have it taken out, machine it, stroke it a little bit, put a like a three ninety crank or even a four twenty eight crank fits in that block, and then just do other things, or put that engine aside. Um, cause the trucks, you know, I don't know the history of the truck. We're not dealing with this. Some things have been changed on it and just swapping a fucking 351, mm-hmm. um, and go from there and get my her shifter that I want and just, no, you know, do that. Two is not in the running. Uh, I like the idea of a 351 better just because it feels more classic to me. Uh, 302 would be fine. I mean, but I, the 351, I, I just bring up, more the, I bring up the 302 just because there's a lot of really good, inexpensive package 302s that you can get that'll show up at your house on a pallet. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. Done. I know. Um, 
I mean, on, on, the same, I on the same token, though, I can just go on Craigslist and find a janky 302 that I could clean up for nearly the same price. Here's like here's, 700 bucks. Oh, yeah, okay, cool. And then here's you just the clean thing, the shit yeah. out of yeah. it. And- Is that for the amount of effort that's going to go into swapping an engine on it, I wouldn't cheap out. No, I'm not, gonna, I don't plan on cheap. Coyote right. engine. No, yeah. that's not cheaping out. That's being broke for the rest. But of But you know life. what I mean is, if it's the difference between getting a junkyard motor or for fifteen hundred bucks more getting a brand new one. Sure, and, good point. Yeah. No, of course, of course. Um, I think you just make make sure you know what you want from the truck, and then be happy when you get that. Because I mean, I like I filmed Big Muscle. We filmed like fifty six episodes mm-hmm. or something. So, and a good number of them have been trucks. A lot of these people try to turn or turn their trucks into race trucks, you know, autocross competitive trucks, some road course stuff. And like they're real fast and they handle really well, but they they're probably still slower than like a Carrera. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. And they spent 200 grand on the truck. Right. You know, no, I know it's like a Guatemalan do... hockey player that you just I, don't see it very. I often. literally just want to like do like. Just cruise down the street, sound bitching, and then if someone is being a douche at a light, I just light them up. Perfect. That's all I want. That's, that's what I, I like. I don't plan on going around too. corners fast. Yeah. Um, I, I've already put discs on the front, which is nice. Um, I Just basic shit. Yeah. That's and all. then that would be – you'll have so much fun doing that, man. Yeah. That was me in high school. Just and you know, build the engine a little bit. Does it turn? That's no, it. who cares? Right. Yeah. Right. And it's real well, fun. Very and true to the muscle car ethos. Very true. And then the amount of mileage you put on it, you've got a you've got a usable truck for probably the next twenty five years. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, I, I don't see myself selling it anytime soon. Um, but yeah, the cool. I just need a little more juice under the hood. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, as it is right now, though, it's it's fine for cruising around. Um, just a little like the, it's. As as long as I've had it though, number eight's been a little bit down on compression, and you can feel it every now and then. You know, there's a little bit of like lag every now and then, and and it's a truck. It's not fast at all, um, but it does. I mean, as it sits, it sounds pretty cool. Um, but I just want to get it. I want it. Uh, I want it to rev up a little faster. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'll be planning stuff maybe later in the year. We'll see how the summer goes and and how what sort of work I can get this summer. So we'll see what happens on that. Um, But besides the truck, um, I think I talked about it a little bit last week, but I I just spent a week prior with the new Q7, the Audi. Mm -hmm. Fucking thing's nice. I'm sure it is. Fucking thing is really nice. Is it it a big Audi SUV? Yeah, the one Johnny had when he was on the podcast, on your podcast a while ago. I didn't look at it when he was here. Um, Couldn't stop um, looking at him. It's when they first showed pictures of it, it was like, oh, it just looks like a fat wagon, which you would think I would like, but I, I like I like an SUV to be an SUV. I like a wagon to be a wagon. Um, there's a reason I don't love crossovers because they you know try to play the middle game. Yeah. Um, don't be a labradoodle. This uh, <laughs> th- those are really cute dogs though. Um, this um, this one was like seventy two thousand dollars, so it was way up. Gorgeous yeah. heads up display, way nicer than the GM stuff. Uh, just the the quality of like the font and the imagery and just yeah. absolutely gorgeous. It has the full, you know, TFT screen where you can minimize things like mm-hmm. the whole thing, Google Earth. Um, super comfortable, giant MMI pad, awesome seats. Uh, drove great with its three liter turbo. I mean, the car is fucking fantastic. Like, if I needed a family mommy mobile and I didn't want a Range Rover, this it's wonderful because yeah. I still feel like X5s are ugly as shit right now, the way they redesigned them. Um, I don't, I mean, the Mercedes is fine, but the Audi's a little bit more incognito. Very I love incognito. Mercedes as a brand, but 
the Q7 is a little bit more incognito. Yeah, yeah. Um, Q7. I, I feel like the, the Q7 is like that understated outside, and then you go in. You know, it's a it's a building that was refurbished, and inside is just immaculate. Right. Although I do like the new Escalades. Oh, the new Escalades are fantastic yeah. and fast as fuck too. But the Q7, it actually now feels like a, a like a. A near SUV version of an A8. Yeah, that's how nice it is inside. Yeah. Um, so, that, like to your point, yeah, it's it's like the the brick warehouse that inside has like the best looking loft you've ever seen. Um, it's like Chris Rock's joke. I'm not talking about rich. I'm talking about wealth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like exactly. The, you don't need the the outside to be like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of, on the flip side, I saw a Tesla Model X on the highway. Good God, that fucking thing's ugly. Um, it it does not. And it had its little it active spoiler up, and it's like. I saw, I, I saw it at an intersection and it looked smaller. It, it does look much smaller, smaller than, than the uh, Model S. Model S, thank you. But they're yeah. almost the same size. Yeah, it's probably just because it's, it's lifting it up. It is proportions, yeah. 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 Um, Slimming. And then I believe yeah, the I, um, the mid-level model, the $35,000 one. Model 3. That goes on, I think they're starting to take pre-orders mid-March. Mm-hmm. So oh, really? Because yeah, Alex Roy and uh, who's the guy he had the argument discussion with on the drive about that, he's like, that probably won't be for sale until like 2018. No, he's wrong. Well, they're taking well, pre-orders. It doesn't mean they're going to do deliveries. For bingo, because the X was delayed. And the S was delayed. I love Tesla. I'm not. I'm. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he's wrong. It was just. Oh, like, I think they're. I mean, they, they had a lot of stock Here's the thing that I've shit, noticed but. with them lately is that now that they've got their factories in order, they're doing their own battery. They're doing all this shit themselves. They're starting to move things faster. True. Very true. Um, I would. They can't afford to wait because they now have Apple knocking on their door. Yes. So, they, but I, I, I hope I hope they do, man. I love that company. I hope they just keep crushing it. Well, Apple's also trying to buy Tesla at the same time. Hmm, don't so. do it. Don't do it, Elon. Can we talk? About, can I talk about a new car I drove, which is rare yes, for me? Absolutely. Uh, last week I was in Colorado and we rented a 2015 Rav Four. Okay. Um, you know, lifted wagon kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. They're big. I mean, the, the original Rav Four. Like you could get it in a, a pizza box convertible, right? Yeah, it was tiny, and now this is like it was like a lifted, it was like a lifted Fiesta. I know because I almost right. bought one. I think this probably is about almost the size of the original Forerunner. Um, the weird thing about it, nice car, gas mileage is fine, handles good. It's it's pretty nice looking inside. Um, you know, good features, all that stuff. Um, the four wheel drive system turns off above twenty five miles an hour, which is weird because we're in the snow. Yeah, and you, you lock the diffs. And we lock it, and we start driving, and then it turns off. My, and my, I'm reading the manual. My dad's reading the manual. Maybe it's because it's in sport mode. Maybe it's because we had traction off, turn all those things and on, And I assume then it's probably front bias, too. It's front bias. So it's supposed to be like you know, one of the systems that activates when you, when you need it, maybe. But I don't like that when I'm driving right. in the snow. So we, we figured out that, yeah, it's working correctly. And it is basically if you get stuck or you're going slow enough, you can lock the diff. But then if you if you start going over 25, it goes, oh, you don't need that anymore. Let's save some gas. Wow. Which I, I did not like for someone – as someone who's driven in the snow quite a bit. Right. I want a predictable car. Sure. And there's plenty of times that traffic's moving over 25, but it doesn't mean the snow went away. Yeah. Like, and, you know, you might be ah, But you corner. see, that would fuck with their highway fuel economy Of course. Testing. You are totally right. And I'm that's, sure why, that's they why they did it. It's just It was just a weird thing. So if you are driving, renting, buying a RAV4 and your four-wheel drive turns off, it's not broken. It just turns off above 25 miles an hour. Interesting. Japanese weird. all-wheel drive systems are sometimes weird. I like. I hate them on the Hondas, too. They just have, do some weird shit. I don't have any experience with those. I know they're front-biased, and my friend has a CRV in Colorado. And it's, they, always no have, they just have a mind of their own. They just do shit that you wouldn't expect. <laughs> um, I'm jumping over to um, social media. We're going to take some of these social media questions. Mm-hmm. I've been putting, you know, 
trying to do more and more of these. Uh, so we go to Facebook and Twitter. I'm just refreshing as your shit internet loads up. All right. These are the Facebook questions. The answer is box of briefs. <laughs> Ken Doherty Jr. All right. In the market for a cheap new car. Currently in an E90 325XI6MT. All the journalists are going, ooh. Uh, torn between a base Jeep Grand Cherokee. Subaru Crosstrek and the implausibly stupid BRZ. Residing in Massachusetts, so snow is a thing. Why should I buy the BRZ and how can I make it a practical uh, daily? I mean, snow tires, you can put snow tires on anything and it can go through the snow. I think the yep. question is, where are you in Massachusetts? Because if you're in Western Mass, it's a whole different need for car than it is if you're up Yeah, Boston. but you can make this work. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. are dedicated and don't cheap out and be like, oh, I'll just do all seasons. If you buy all seasons, you're going to crash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you buy winter tires, you can drive the car. Or as Jack likes to call them, they're no-season tires. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Um, summer's on it in the summer. Have your fun. As soon as it gets cold, put the winters. Like, not even snowing yet. As soon as it gets, starts to get cold, yeah. your summers start to suck. Um, but you can do it. But that said, the current Grand Cherokee, even base level is pretty fucking nice. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but, if, but if you want to have fun, I mean, if, if you spend the money – because if you can afford a base Grand Cherokee and you can afford a BRZ, that means you can afford the winter tires for the BRZ. Yeah. So if you want to be, you know, I say go for it. <laughs> I guess the Subaru works in the equation too. If you want an appliance that's going to be super safe. Yeah, like if you're looking at a BRZ, but you're also considering the Crosstrek. Well, you, I mean, you can't. Then the STI is out of your price range. Never mind. I mean, I guess that's that's the, his answer for the in between, you know, right? The, like the, the Jeep, which is utilitarian, good looking, comfortable. How much is a WRX though, like a non STI like WRX, less than Jeep. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. Why not? Because if you can get everybody who tests the WRX, even with the CVT, says it's fucking great. It'll be so, way faster than the BRZ because BRZ is yeah. slow. You just won't that. have the yeah. rear wheel drive slidey slidey. That's all. Yeah, you have no, all wheel drive slidey slidey. Yeah, you will, but it's but like in the summer, right? Very true. Um, so It'll be it, a canyon carver. There you go. If you can, if you, if the WRX fits your needs, look at it. Even test drive the CVT because you'll be surprised. I guarantee it. But if you want the rear slidey slidey and you can afford the winter tires, get the BRZ. And I'm guessing that he's probably a little younger and going. I don't like the WRX because of the bro factor. Disregard the bro factor and all the douchebags around you oh, yeah. that might be driving them. I don't even it's think it's just good. I, I I think the bro factor only even jumps up. I mean, there's always a bro factor with the Subaru stuff, but. Like is because you don't have the STI, you don't have the big wing, you don't have the blue and gold. Oh, even though you can get the blue and gold. Well, no, I don't mean like there are certain cars that I don't like because the other owners of those cars sure. are fucking tools. Right. And WRX owners are oftentimes oh, in God, that camp. like C five vets or C six vets. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. Um, yeah, Rick Radcliffe. Do you Chris, hear is that, that a new? <laughs> is that a new Tommy Bahama shirt? You have several. Right. I oh. keep, every week I see a different see, I one. Get, it's like Your Dollar Shave Club. Lovely. It's like Dollar Shave Club, but every month I get a new. Tommy Bahama shirt, some khaki shorts, and a gold chain. It's Tommy, that B. was not an endorsement of Dollar Shave Club since they don't advertise it for us anymore. Just, just. <laughs> um, so, next question: uh, Car Geeks Anonymous, essentials for sleeping in a Titan. So at Sonoma, I slept in a Nissan Titan XD. Um, don't. It sucked. It was not. Co- I thought it was going to be comfortable. It was not comfortable at all. Um, Who do you sleep sideways in the back seat? Yeah, it sucked. It yeah, fucking. You're, you're sucked. too tall for that. Um, and then he goes on, F1, getting better or worse or just stick to watching MotoGP instead? I mean, this season will be interesting with the new cars, but I, f- I can't stand F1 under the reign of Bernie Ecclestone. So I'm just waiting till he dies. Fuck him. Uh, <laughs> oh, Eric and is going on. Eric has been charged for like 30 years. I mean, the dude's basically like a, a troll, Nazi, sympathizing fuckhead. So uh, Uricon or 675LT, <laughs> which one will satisfy the ego of a short dictator? I mean, the Lamborghini 
if different you have an ego, classes of cars. Well, not that different. The um, the uh, the Uricon is flashier and louder. The 675 LT is better and more expensive. Yes, a fair amount more expensive. I don't think it's don't that, think it's that much more. Uh, Six seventy five well, is like two eighty, two sixty. Yeah, what's a Huracan start at? Low twos, probably. So they're probably not as far as you think, because um, I mean, once you, I think, once you get a um, options on a Lamborghini, you know, two forty. I don't know. We're looking up the price of a Huracan. Um, I mean, I guess the only the McLarens I've ridden in or driven in was MP four. Right in P one. I mean, well, you just drove six seventy five. Like, right. they're incredibly comfortable. The visibility is phenomenal. The, the LC, shocks right. Six seventy five is like much more hardcore. They oh, is it? Yes. Okay. Fixed well, back seats. Um, but I fit in them. Well, I was I was speaking more to the dampening and the spring rates. Well, the, the six seventy five is their GT three. It's you get the six fifty. Yeah, but even the, then, yeah. there's still there's still something because they're so good at engineering that shit because of uh, like hydraulic damping for the suspension. Like, I drove it two hours outside of Orange County to Lancaster and I was fine. It was comfortable. I could I could take it around town if I wanted to. The McLaren is is pretty amazing. The Huracan is the is like the best Lamborghini ever. Um in terms of being a good car, and I have not driven the Aventador SV, but the but Uricon admittedly is the that best. bar's kind of low for Lamborghini. Yeah, but it's always been getting better and better. Like the, yes. towards the end of its run, the Gallardo was pretty. The Gallardo is a good car, um, and the Huracan yeah. is way better. All right, yeah. uh, a 650 S starts 30 grand more than an Emma, the Huracan. Huracan so the 675 is probably like maybe a hundred grand more. Yeah. Um, and the 675 LT, just for anybody curious, is closer to the P1. Than it is the 650, no question about it. It's like the 675 almost feels like to me. Not that I've driven a P1, but if it's like a P1 where they just got rid of the curse or the hybrid shit. Like, let's make it without. Drop a couple hundred. It's power. it's amazing that car. It's so much. The 650 was cool, but I always preferred the Uricon to it. Now, slightly different story. A little more noise, way more aggressive. It's it's pretty. I really awesome. want to talk to somebody that's done like Lamborghini tuning or not Lamborghini McLaren tuning to know what the difference is between the three point eight in the low end motor and the low end the quote unquote low end car versus the high end stuff like the six seventy five and the L and the uh, P one just right. because. Well, supposedly it's it's very close. I think. Well, I think though from the six fifty to the six seventy five in the engine, there's thirty percent different like. Parts like upgraded parts. How do how do you feel about the size of the Huracan versus the six seventy five? Because you've driven both. You know the the, the Huracan is a very approachable size. It's like the R eight V ten plus. It's six seventy five probably feels the six seventy five probably feels a little bit more tighter. But I mean, they're close. the The Huracan is more comfortable. I, I guess I, I don't mean interior. I mean you know when you're driving a car. To me, the the Huracan, the Gallardo, and the R8 uh, V10 Plus always felt like a good enough size that I could drive a Canyon quickly, and I'm staying in the lane. So they don't feel big. There is a gentleman that parks a 650 right on the corner by my house every week. It's no bigger than it's no bigger than the original. The than the uh, what was the very 12C. first one? Yeah, the 12C. It's no bigger than the 12C. Yeah, it's the, the 675 feels the same way because long the long tail, tail it's like it's like three inches long. It's, three inches it's long. literally yeah. just a the long only tail. the hardest part about that car is the fucking front splitter is huge, long, and low, but it has the nose raising stuff. Uh, car geeks has a so if you if you have an ego of a dictator, get the Uricon. If you want the better car, get the McLaren. Um, they have one more part of their question. Predict the future. Best current used luxury sports sedan or SUV for used purchase money in six years. Uh, Wait, best say current. All again. Predict the future. Best current 
best current used luxury sports sedan or SUV for used purchase money in six years? So a, used, a car that's used, used now, now that will be good that, in five or six that's years. That's how it sounds. Okay. I don't know. Um, uh, CTSV with a manual. I second but that. But luxury sports – okay. Um, yeah, there you go. That's the answer. <laughs> it's the one that will still be running in six years. Yeah. You know what? I bet RS6s, uh, if you get it one that's well-maintained with, with pretty low miles – I bet those are nearing the bottom because you can get an RS6 right now, like the the B5 generation, for like twenty thousand bucks. The one the that's going to be a lot less exciting, but will guaranteed to still be good. An ISF. Yeah, they're fun. They're cheap. Someone tweeted one of those at me the other day. It was thirty two. Oh, that's shit. a lot of car that it's will last for a very long time. Yeah. compared to an M3 or C63 of the same money. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, Mark Furman. Which always makes me think of OJ. Uh, how are your project cars coming along? Have you done anything to the Hoon truck since you got it back? We already said that. And what about the Wombat? Nope. <laughs> so no updates. <laughs> Jake Elwood. How about 300 truck six for the Ranchero? We actually talked about that. Love watching the three on the tra- tree action at Lemons. We don't want a truck motor. Um, it's a good motor, and you can actually make tons of power out of them, surprisingly. Um, but no. <laughs> yeah, they're famously they're famously reliable. Yeah. Uh, Mike, Michael Hetherington, is it another solo effort or do you have Chris or a guest with you this week? You already know the answer to that one. <laughs> Good um, question to read that. <laughs> Markle, Markle Allenstein, I know how much you love NASCAR, Jeff. How about some thoughts on the 500 and then smiling face emoji. So I didn't watch it at all. The finish looked like it was good, but I didn't watch it. The finish was like an inch yeah, difference. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I mean, I guess it would have been cool if Dale won because it's like 15. No, it's like the anniversary of his dad's death, right? Someone, uh, was it Jalopnik maybe, wrote a very interesting piece on, maybe I think it was on the drive actually, on uh, the safety changes that have happened. No, no, no. It was about is the Daytona 500 fixed? Rigged. Yeah, that was the drive. That was, was I didn't read it. It was, was an it interesting read. Really? It was, it was, their theory was the last couple of years, the, every, the person whose storyline they followed during the pre-race stuff the most has won. Wow. So it's like wrestling. That's exactly the analogy they used. And they, they don't have evidence. Of course, it's all very, you know, it's circumstantial. They were just like, look, it's, you know, first it was Dale Jr. And then it was Danica. And then it was, and every time the story they followed, that person uh, usually, oh, it was that person didn't win. They qualified first. Oh. And they, so again, they, they bring in the watch. restrictor plate thing of NASCAR installs the restrictor, the restrictor plate. NASCAR takes it off. The team never touches it. So this this theory that they never really said, but they're saying it, was if the storyline of the, whoever right. they want to be the fastest, they can make them the fastest hmm. if they wanted to. Huh. Happens that this guy's restrictor huh. plate is half a millimeter wider right. on each hole. Exactly. It was, it, was, it was an interesting thing to read. That's actually read. why I mentioned Lamborghini was busted for cheating at the 24-hour. Uh, that just came out because they test the engines later. It was uh, because they were using an older Audi restrictor plate for the 5.2s, and they were getting basically 40 more horsepower than the rest of the cars in the field. Whoa. Um, so that's kind of interesting. I hate the concept of restrictor plates in general. Yeah. Um, all right, so Twitter questions. Um, Tamerlane's Thoughts asks, not on Facebook – because uh, I tell everybody to go to Facebook to try to get them to like the page. That's the whole idea, guys. Um, <laughs> you mentioned last week that Nissan Titan XD MSRP was $63,000. Can you talk a bit about full-size truck prices? Yes, they're fucking bananas, mm-hmm. but that's how much they all cost. It's where all the profit centers are for the U.S. manufacturers. Also, mm-hmm. inside, like a top trim, a top-trim truck is pretty fucking luxurious these days. Um, they're basically rugged luxury cars for – you know, the boss of the construction company. True. What I found, I like the F-150 we had on all cars, uh, too. 
I, I like them as trucks. But when I th- I think Matt got a Platinum Edition F one hundred and fifty, and it was the same interior, but they had just put leather over. It looked like they had just put <laughs> leather over the previously plastic panels in the other F one hundred and fifty. Yeah. So the I mean the shape didn't change, and because of I feel like those trucks are initially designed to look good, cool, tough, whatever, with plastic aimed at, like, the utilitarian market. And then when they, like, uprate them by adding, you know, nicer materials, it just looks odd to me. So, See, I almost feel like that's kind of – I feel like they've almost evolved away for that, from that where now they're designed to look cool somewhere in the middle. Mm. Um, and then the work guy just goes, yeah, I don't give a shit. Just give me the – like." replace everything with vinyl i don't even want in you know, vinyl in, in vinyl it looks like crap but nobody cares we right say for durability right in cloth it looks appropriate right and then in leather the leather looks well then on. but then there's yeah. like there's the top trim like a platinum will have leather but then the king yeah. ranch will have fucking you know like they'll still keep the fucking bull's testicles sewn into the bottom of the seat so they hang below yours because that's what the cowboy <laughs> with the two thousand acre ranch wants mm-hmm. it sounds fucking awesome um that truck would sell like Gangbusters yeah, in Texas. Like, you but, can hold these balls. But like the, the, the Platinum Reserve Titan XD I had was pretty damn loaded. And, you know, it had the heated and cooled seats. And the, the nav was dated, but it, it worked. And to tow, to speak to its ca- uh, capability, when we're getting ready to, to leave to tow the car. So I'm towing the car. Uh, Tim, the co-owner, and his buddy are in a Tahoe towing a smaller trailer with our tools. And Tim's like, you towed before, right? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I've never towed before, but I'm responsible for the car. It was nothing. It was yeah, a breeze. The truck made it, it super truck, easy. easy. The trailer I had didn't even have surge brakes. But, I mean. Huh. No, fucking- I mean, you've got probably a 1,200-pound trailer with a 330, 400-pound Ranchero on it. Probably, yeah. That's nothing for a truck of that size. No, I know, but but like. Yeah, and for no, somebody who's never towed, who now you have to tow 80 miles one way now here through San Francisco traffic. Now, here's the reverse point. is when we were a kid, we used to tow a camper with a Nissan Stanza. Right. That. You live in England? I know, right? That's, New England. You have a caravan. caravan. New yeah. England. We, we did New that Eng- shit there. Oh, and, yeah, and New I, English. I want to go back and just say real fast that the features of the F-150 were really nice. The screen's nice. All that yeah. new stuff works really well. So I felt like even with the, the recycled plastic seats and stuff we had, like, pretty nice truck that's what i would want a truck is utility and look good yeah just yeah you know the high-end trucks the engineering is insane though yeah to like, me it gets to be a point though with a pickup truck where you get it super nice that you're like and then you know realistically most of these people are never going to throw anything in the bed you may as well just go look at a mercedes or a rover yeah, but, but, or, but or they're something. not selling to like the dude in california who can afford it. there's like the dude in houston who has done well in life but he's he's from Houston. He wants a fucking truck. Yeah, it's so, I, I hate that poser shit. I really. But he's do. not. But he's not a. I don't think he's a poser. Like that's that's that lifestyle. Like they like trucks because like he maybe he's not hauling lumber, but he you know he might throw some fucking uh, feed in the back or something like that. Feed down some, dirt road, he might have horses. Down dirt road, he, he might like, have horses. Like yeah. seriously, yeah. we when we were driving Hennessy's cars for testing, we were going past these really nice ranch houses with tr- like you know fences and gates and stuff, and like the road to their house was dirt. Yeah, it's just yeah. I think it's what you grow up, what you grow up loving yep. and respecting. Yeah, and yeah, exactly that too. Another one on uh, Twitter, not on Facebook. Get on Facebook. Do you see a resurgence of small trucks in the next few years, given the accolades on the Colorado and Tacoma? I mean, I hope so. I, I'd really love to see the Ranger. Come I don't back. even think that they're small. I think these are the reasonably yeah, sized trucks. They're mid-sized trucks. They're they're size. They're trucks that you can actually drive and not worry about bleeding into the next lane. Yeah, but mm-hmm. co- but 
but even I wish we'd go back to offering some compact trucks because compact trucks are just the like the workhorse awesome vehicles. Used compact trucks get when I, years and years ago when I had a '98 Ranger and I blew the engine. Mm-hmm. Um, I listed it the weekend I blew the engine and sold it that weekend for 750 bucks, which mm-hmm. was my asking price, and I probably could have asked 1,200 bucks with a blown engine. Yes. Wow. Because. Because that truck is going to like those. Oh, it's a it's a little Ford motor. We'll swap it out, and this is my work truck for the next one hundred thousand miles. Yeah, um, that's like the go to gardener truck, yes. like light electrician truck, plumbing truck, a lot of that stuff. If they don't need a ton of stuff, right? But you they need that ceiling engine. space. Yeah, like the glass trucks. I'm just gonna keep listing jobs that use small trucks. Glass trucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I'd like to see it. I mean, I don't I don't know if it's going to happen because everybody loves a crossover. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Very true. Um, Plus, with the uh, infusion of the smaller vans, you know, trying. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's true. You know what the funny Transits thing is? And Trans- Pro I think a small truck gets used as a truck more often than most large trucks do. Ooh, <laughs> no, that's a good. You're absolutely that's right. Funny. You're right. Yeah, you, I, I totally agree with that. Um, but you make a good point about those vans, those small Nissan NVs, ProMaster Cities. Absolutely. You know why? And now the Mercedes has one, too, because their smaller van, the Metris. I finally saw one in traffic the other day. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What um, are you going to say? You only buy a small truck when you need a small truck. You buy a big truck when you you could need a big truck or want to display your wealth or how much of a tough guy yep. you are. But no one is, like, Bad not doing club. glass work and going, I just love this Ranger. You know, I don't put anything in it, but, man, I, <laughs> That's just, it. I like the way it The looks. small truck, the truck of the reasonable person. Yeah, I hated my truck when I had it. As soon as it was gone, I missed it. A truck is a sawhorse. Do you own a sawhorse if you don't ever cut things? I don't even know how to, how to describe what you do with no, a sawhorse. No, I know horse. what it is. Yeah. Because that's – if you don't need to do that stuff, you don't own one. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, you'll own a tool set. You're like, yeah, one day I'm going to crack open this Craftsman thing <laughs> using the Craftsman pliers inside it. Oh, shit. I can't get into my own tool set. Right. <laughs> but you'll never use that. You'll never buy a sawhorse if you don't need it. No. Yeah. You make a sawhorse. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Now, that's where we're at for now. Uh, we've gone a little bit longer than I expected. So, Zach, tell that's everybody where they can – no, you, we love talking about your stuff. Um, the car, the car buying stuff is fascinating. So, but tell everybody where they can kind of follow along with you somewhat uh, on like Twitter. Uh, follow shit. me on Twitter at Zach Clapman, Z A C K K L. Also, I have to say, Instagram be the best username ever. Do not find me on Instagram because there's very little car stuff on it. And if you can find me on Instagram, then maybe we're true friends. Or just go to the Smoking Tires Facebook because there's probably going to be some car reviews by me on there, and the car will also be posted on there. Perfecto. Chris, pimp, shout engine. All right, as usual. I have the last two episodes. <laughs> no, I, I did say it. I just didn't have the. Uh, no, that's fine. The yeah, clip. Yeah, no worries. Uh, you know, if you've got the inclination to go on uh, Mike and do a show, as it seems many of you have, because there's like sixteen hundred shows on Shout Engine. I'd say five percent of which are probably automotive stuff. So good on y'all. And point one percent, which is good. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> It's a smaller. Oh, percentage. It's, a, it's a smaller percentage. Uh, there are a lot of church podcasts too, for some reason. I know I subscribe to them all. Okay, that's a lot of content. That's my heart. Um, so yeah, if you want to do that, go over to Shout Engine. Uh, we'll set you up with the free accounts and everything. Uh, I haven't updated the front page yet, but the bandwidth allotments are going up quite a bit on the free accounts. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's that's where that is. And as usual, you can find me at Hayes Data on Twitter. I will be in San Francisco at the launch conference all of next week. So if you're there, buy him some drinks. Uh, no, no, don't actually no, don't do that. He doesn't do that anymore. No. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> buy so, him Corvette just, parts. Just hug him. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. That's him. that's what I want. I want physical contact from strangers in San Francisco. <laughs> buy him a that's massage. That's what I'm going for. Buy him a massage. 
Um, and speaking of Shout Engine, don't forget to listen to our sister podcast, Camden Tubbed, which is also part of the, I, guess, I call it the Hooniverse Podcast Network, which exists on Shout Engine. And we're adding a third one soon. A motorcycle podcast cool. is coming from Hooniverse. We're still figuring out the name from, um, and some hosting stuff and some. Uh, what's his name? I can't remember. His like screen name, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tanchinomi, yeah. yeah. He was on. He was on uh, chicken one of the strips. One of the he was on one of the SEMA podcasts briefly. He was. Oh yeah, he was there. That's yeah. right. Pete was there. Okay, Pete was there. Um, but yeah, we're we're gonna try out a couple different hosts. So stay tuned for that. Um, that's gonna be awesome for all you people who like motorcycles. Wrist um, job. <laughs> wrist job. Who will come listen to wrist job? Twisted at the end. I'm your host, Bill Hader. Welcome to wrist job. <laughs> um, find me on Twitter at Jay Glucker. On, on Instagram at Hooniverse Jeff. Go to our YouTube channel. We're about to cross 19,000 uh, subscribers. So help us get there. I want to hit 20,000 by the end of March. Um, that'd be nice. Um, and then go to our Facebook page and like us and go to the website. I posted something on Instagram about the website. People were like, you have a site too? I'm like, yeah. Get used to it. We, get, we have people yeah. like on, you, on our YouTube Because some people saying, only listen to you one have a podcast band. where the podcast is like, you guys should do a car video. We're like, <laughs> <laughs> really? It's going the other way now? It goes no, all directions. Some people either real. know like just the podcast on the YouTube mm-hmm. channel or they know the site, and they so it's it's funny. I mean, I'm I'm not mad if you only listen to one thing you don't know about the other. But there's a whole great big Hooniverse out there for you to enjoy. Here's yeah. this website. Go to Google and search for <laughs> Hooniverse. Like people are always surprised that I sell ornamental chopsticks. And I know, like and ah, the best fucking know, chopsticks I, I found you on, on the, the podcast, planet. and now you have these. You know, who knew? Like everybody. Yeah, yeah. Right. Seriously. So don't forget to buy Zach's chopsticks, and we will see you next week. Peace out. <laughs>